This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 306. What to say in English after a good or a bad date. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 7 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, you'll get phrases in English that you can use and actions that you can take after a good date and after a bad date in the United States. Today, our favorite dating consultant is back. Jessica Coyle comes back to us today from the dating scene in New York City. Check out her blog at hopefuldisasters.wordpress.com and let's get to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Jessica, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Lindsay. How are you doing? Good. I'm glad to have you back on the show. You are our dating consultant on All Ears English. Which is so funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) We're always excited to hear about your perspectives on dating. We know that you have your dating blog over at, what's the address of your blog over there? Hopeless. Oh my gosh, it's not hopeless. uh, (laughs) Hopefuldisasters.wordpress.com. They Many of my first dates are hilarious and weird, and so I really enjoy writing about it, and I hope you enjoy reading about it. Yeah, it's super interesting, and I think for our listeners, you know, it's interesting to get another perspective on dating from American culture. Like, what, you know, what is it like dating in a large, you know, urban area in the U.S., especially in the northeastern part of the U.S.? You know, I'm in Boston, you're in New York, and so today's topic is, you know, what to do after a date, and we're going to talk about what to do after a date if it was a good date or if and if it was a a bad date, right? So we want to give you guys some great phrases and maybe some suggestions, some actions, you know, what we like to do. It's amazing. Dating is is a huge challenge and it can also be really fun, right, Jessica? Oh yeah. I mean, if you're walking into a date and you feel really downtrodden like, "Oh, this is this is this is like the fifth date this month, none of these are going well." It might be time to take a break. When you walk into a date, you should be up optimistic. You should think this is going to be fun. At the very least, I'm going to enjoy this bar. I'm going to enjoy this activity. It should be fun. Dating should be fun. 
Yeah, and what you said is a good point. It sometimes it's a good idea just to step back and take a break from dating. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're going on date after date after date and you're you're just not giving people a chance because you're not in the right headspace. Yeah, oh, I I've, I've definitely walked into a date before thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a waste of my time." And that's when you need to say, all right, maybe I shouldn't have met this person. Maybe I should have messaged, put put a little bit more time into the previous part of it, into the messaging part, into the getting to know you part. Although it's nice to go on many dates, I do go on many dates, it's better to go on good dates with people you're actually excited about. Totally, totally agree. So, you know, fewer dates, but higher quality dates, hopefully. That's the goal. That's the hope. (laughs) That's the goal. So let's break it down. What should we do if we've had a good date? Let's start with the good, right? We've just had a good date. We've enjoyed the conversation with the person. And, you know, what do we do after the date ends? I mean, what kind of phrases could we use to reach out to them? Or what what do you generally do, Jessica? I tend to go with a text message. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with that night when you get home, sending a nice casual message, something like, I had a really nice time, throw in a smiley face. Um, or, you know, if you're feeling bold and you think the date went well, maybe it ended with a kiss, you know, something like, mm-hmm. um, had a great time tonight. Uh would like to see you again and and maybe even be specific like it, let's say you mentioned something on the on your first date like uh you guys both mentioned that you hadn't been to an art museum it's in, that's in town um maybe mention that specific thing like uh, it was really nice meeting you um let's hit up the moma something like that Mm, that's interesting. I just want to pull out a phrase that you just used. You said, let's hit up the MoMA. I like that. What does that mean, to hit up? Oh, gosh. Well, I think that's originally slang that means contact me, like hit me up. It's a, right. it's a two-part verb. Um, but I think it just over time, it's come to mean go see this thing. Like, let's hit up the zoo. Let's. I, I wouldn't say it's the most common verb, but I, I use it. Do you use it? Yeah, I think it's common. I mean, I think it's also, it's generationally speaking, it's common with Generation Y, you know, our generation, people in their 20s, 30s, um, to hit up somewhere, to hit up a place. Let's hit up, you know, this restaurant. Let's go there. I just think of it as let's visit this yeah, place. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go there together. Let's meet there, right? right? Yeah, so, you know, I had a really nice time. Would like to see you again. You know, thanks so much. Those are all great suggestions. And the idea of suggesting potentially another date is good. And so in terms of your timing, you would send the message potentially right after you get home? Yeah. Or, or, you know, there's people put so much stock in playing games and waiting for the other person to make the first move. But I'm at at a point in my life where I'm not interested in playing games and I'm not interested in people who play games. So if I had a good time, I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. And you don't have to say, oh, my gosh, I hope that by this time next Valentine's Day we'll be holding hands by the fireside. (laughs) You You don't have to scare them. But you can be honest and say, I'd like to see you again. Absolutely. I think it's, yeah, at this point, it's it's important once you get into your late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, you know, things start to become more clear. You know who you are. You know what you want. And again, you you know that you don't want the game playing like you want the more upfront way of you want to be with someone who's going to, you know, take responsibility for their feelings. Right. Absolutely. Lindsay, what would you say if you had a nice date with someone? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, what would I say? Yeah, I would say thanks so much for a great time, right? I enjoyed meeting you. Things like that. Phrases like that would be great. And I also don't see any problem with sending a text message, you know, that evening 
Um, and then after that, I might wait a couple of days to reach out again, something like that. You know, I might text them that night just to say thank you and then wait a couple more days oh, yeah. to get back in touch, right? To ask for a second date, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to be, it, it's good to be that mix of genuine but casual. Genuine but casual. Absolutely. Because you should be casual, right? It's just been a first date. And you really don't, even though you think you, maybe you think you already know the person, you really don't. Mm-mm. And it's a process getting to know the person. So we should be casual about it in the beginning. Yeah, And you also don't know uh, the other person's feelings. Maybe they had a great time, but they're not in the right headspace and they're not interested. And you you can't assume the other person's perspective. So also a first date is not the time to get your feelings really invested. Uh, Be careful. Be careful of your heart after a first date because you really don't know. Oh, protect your heart. Protect your heart. I have a hard time doing that sometimes. Are there? Yeah, no, it's hard. I mean, it's we have to find this balance in life, right? And I think our listeners probably struggle with this, too. As human beings, this cuts across all cultures and all languages. We have to struggle with that. How do we open our hearts enough to let someone in, but also close them enough to be smart and protective and be wise, you know, discerning about who we open to? That's the challenge. That is That's the challenge. So do you have any final go-to tips about what to do after a good date, a good first date? A good first date. You know, it's not a bad idea to, uh, to maybe look up after a first date. That's when I would start to do maybe my Googling or my, my, my my kind of low level stalking. Um, Okay. um, I, there's nothing wrong with going to look at someone's Twitter feed or look at someone's, uh, you know, whatever they've got open and available on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we live mm-hmm. in an era where things are open and available. And after a first date, it might be a good idea to find out that person's character, what they haven't been telling you, what they yeah, have told the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, wow. let, let's say you like someone, but then you find out that they're extremely negative on Twitter or something. That might affect how you feel about them. Yes, potentially. Absolutely. That's a good question. I mean, that could be a different episode to Google or not to Google, right? (laughs) I mean, or when to Google, you know, when do you Google people? Um, Because I think if you do it before the first date, it really kills a lot of the mystery. And like I, that's one problem I have with online dating. A lot of the questions are already answered. And those are things that I honestly, some of them I would rather find out through conversation, through dialogue um, about someone. Oh, yeah. And also, so those can be really misleading too. Like you might, and let, let's say that I, I, I've been online dating for years and I answered a question three years ago and I kind of forgot about it. That might not represent me anymore. So that is, sure. that is dangerous. I, I just think that like it is, but you do get kind of an idea of what that person shares. So like, for example, if I, I went on a date recently with someone who was very funny, very friendly, very casual, but then I, I did, I did just look him up and I was Googling him and all this stuff and everything he wrote was very, um, I would say like sort of humorless and sort of like strict and um, very political. And I would have still gone on a second date with him, but it, it didn't surprise me when he didn't want to go on a second date with me. You know what I mean? Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this person, this kind of person probably isn't going to go down for, you know, I'm a silly sort of like fun, weird person. I was like, oh, I don't think this guy's going to be on my, is going to want to be on my team, you know? Yeah, you're just kind of not on the same wavelength, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I know it's better to find those things out early on. Um, but no, this is interesting. And so what about let's switch gears and move over to a bad date. Like if you've just had a plain old horrible first date with someone and you honestly never want to see them again. <laughs> I mean, how can we, again, be respectful and be kind? And what would you do? What would be your actions after that? I mean, would you just kind of ghost them? You know, you know, the expression to ghost someone or or the fade away. There's a really good Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, song. They're a comedy duo called The Fade Away. It's very funny. Uh, the Fade Away. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it's where it's, you know, something mostly women do where they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we should hang out. And then you don't text anything back. And then you kind of, uh, you know, you kind of it's the same thing as ghosting. You sort of just disappear disappear into the who knows the who knows where we go but yeah no that's that's one way that I think a lot of women might be afraid to offend people and they might do that because they don't want to hurt someone but in the end that could hurt more especially if the person really is interested right families have a lot going on let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids. And for parents, try three new brainy chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, well, I fortunately... Uh, through my market research, I've found that people generally get this, get a similar vibe. So I'd say most of the time if I leave and I didn't think anything was going to happen, the guy probably thought that too. So it's not yeah. been an issue that many times. But what it has, it's not that – I mean, there are two phrases that I use. Uh, one was, I didn't feel any chemistry, but best of luck. And the other mm -hmm. one is, I got more of a friend vibe. Okay, so let's say those one more time. I didn't feel any chemistry, but best of luck. Mm -hmm. And that one's kind of like a, all right, adios. And the other one is, if this one I use if I really kind of liked someone as a human being, but I just didn't feel attracted to them, was I got more of a friend vibe. Mm, a vibe. What is vibe? That's an interesting word, yeah, like isn't it? feeling. Like I felt more like I could be. And I, and I genuinely feel this. I've got like a... Uh, just a few a month or so ago, I, I went on a date with someone. It was really fun. I thought maybe. And then we went to a museum together. But very fast, I realized, gosh, I would like to be friends with this guy, but I do not want to kiss him ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that tends to happen with the majority of people that we go out with mm -hmm. often, right? I mean, it's very rare to find that chemistry. Um, but yeah, I think your phrases here are, are polite, you know, and that's, that's really one goal that I have in my dating life is to treat everyone with respect as much as I possibly can. You know, we never know what the other person is thinking or how they're going to interpret what we say. And we just can't really control for that, but we can control for our own actions. Yeah. I think the, the making the choice to say something and be honest is a lot better than, ghosting or fading away because that makes that person think oh are they going to get back to me are they just busy and then they wait and it, it feels bad it feels bad to feel that kind of rejection better to just rip the band-aid off absolutely totally agree love it any other go-to tips for a bad date i would just say make them as painless as possible that's why i recommend a, a bar or a coffee place because you can get out of there quick. You're only obliged to be there for the length of time it takes the both of you to drink whatever it is you're drinking. 
Exactly. And you're also not spending a whole lot of money, which is good, too. I mean, you don't want to go out for a three course meal and drop seventy five dollars on this on this date. I mean, I think, yeah, generally, I think of first dates, worst case scenario, you know, you buy a coffee, spend two dollars and you're out of there after 30 minutes. Yep, that's that's it's best to keep it casual. I had that happen uh, where I went out with a guy and uh, this is probably my fault, but he spends probably about 40 minutes talking about how much money he had, how his parents Ooh. had a house in the Hamptons, how Ooh. he went, you know, he went to this, university. he bragged the whole time. So I was like, Oh, whatever, let's get more guacamole. He's going to pick up the tab anyway. <laughs> and then he did not. And actually he was getting much more expensive drinks than I was. So I ended up walking out. I, ha- I had a burrito and two beers and I spent $40. Oh no! So did you split down the middle? Did you yeah. um, did you go Dutch or Dutch. did you pay? You went Dutch. Yep. <laughs> oh um, wow! Oh, dating adventures. Gotta love it. Gotta careful, love it. Guys, so. be careful what you're ordering because even uh, he might be getting or she might be getting like ten dollar drinks while you're having a three dollar beer. So be careful how you split the check. Yeah, I mean that's something that's important to keep in mind in American culture. You know, dating in our twenties and thirties, it's not guaranteed that the man is going to pay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's also not guaranteed that you're going to go Dutch. It just depends on, you know, every situation is different. Every couple is different. Every evening is different. So don't make any assumptions. Yeah, no, I wish, I, I really wouldn't, if not for the fact that like everything he, everything that came out of his mouth was some reference to how much money he had. Wow, oh. that's amazing. Okay, another kind of taboo topic here, but yeah. <laughs> anyways, let's, yeah, let's, we'll talk about that later for sure. I mean, let's wrap it up for today and thank you for your tips on what to do after a good date and what to do after a bad date. Absolutely, Lindsay. Well, best of luck. I hope that you have more good dates than bad. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And and let us know again how to find your blog and what you're writing about over there. Um, I, I mostly write about my dates and I I go on a lot of first dates. Um, so I would love to hear from your listeners what I can do to to make my first dates turn into third or fourth dates. I would love to hear your advice to me because I, I I feel like I do really well at having a date and making a connection. I have a lot of second dates too, but then I just get bored. What can I do? How can I get to be better? So help me, Ooh. please. Um, interesting interesting so guys if you have any advice for jessica about how to make how to make these first dates go a little bit better how to get move on to the second third fourth date and you know how to navigate this dating scene that is so confusing for all of us really then head on over to jessica's blog jessica where can they find you hopefuldisasters.wordpress.com perfect so head on over there and have a chat with jessica you must have blog comments open right absolutely Perfect. So go go over there and practice your English, guys, with Jessica. Thanks so much, Jessica, for coming on the show today. It's been great chatting about dating with you again. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Lindsay. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. And be sure to come back to our website at allearsenglish.com slash resources for some awesome ideas and special offers to help you get fluent. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. See you soon.